Hi, I'm Ryan Gladstone. And I'm Tara Travis. What you are about to hear is a radio play adaptation of a one-woman haunted house murder mystery puppet show based on the characters and stories of Agatha Christie. We have broken it into four parts. The remaining three parts will be available on our website, monstertheater.com. Please enjoy part one of Who Killed Gertrude Crump. My name is Agatha Christie. I'm dead. But I decided to return for a very important reason. You see, I had one more story to tell. A very important story. It is probably my most favorite of all the stories I wrote, and I can't wait to finally share it with you. The fact is, it's the very first story I ever wrote. I never published it for reasons that will become clear later, but I felt that now was the time to share it. As with all my stories, all of the clues are there for you to hear. You see, a good mystery does not function in the same way as other types of stories. In a comedy, one can listen and know if the audience is laughing. <laughs> in a drama, one can hear the tiny hairs on the back of their neck stand on end, or their sniffles as they wipe away the tears on their sleeves. <laughs> in a mystery, there are only clues. And a good mystery only thrives when the audience has picked up on them. It only lives when they are eliminating suspects, connecting the dots, putting the pieces together. Solving this mystery is up to you. You must observe, you must tally, you must deduce. You must ask yourselves one simple question. Who killed Gertrude Crump? I've already given you like five clues, so. Chapter One. It was a dark and stormy night. I invented that. From the mist, a small boat materializes, straining against the waves with two figures silhouetted against the darkness. One, tall, thin, with bushy eyebrows that reach out as if they were trying to escape. Storm coming. His name is Cannon Pennyfather. He is the one rowing the boat. The other figure, notably shorter, even seated, a mustache waxed flat upon his face, juxtaposing his boatmate's eyebrows. This is Quentin Fogg. Am I the first guest to arrive? Mm. Uh, Fogg, Quentin Fogg, perhaps you have heard of me? 
you must be Canon Penny Father, uh, the caretaker. <sighs> Quite a fascinating clientele for the weekend, I am told. Ah, this must be it. Monk's well manner. Their destination, Monkswell Manor, stands atop a rocky outcrop on an otherwise deserted island. In the midst of the stormy sea, a fog envelops the island like a shroud. The manor itself is barely perceptible, like an ominous shadow waiting to be revealed. Moss and ivy growing on its rock walls, the dark wood of the interior almost black with age. Oh, the things this old house has seen, the things it is about to see. Through the thick oak front doors, in the centre of the lobby, a small lectern, and atop it, an ancient-looking guest book, its pages full of stories, Mysteries to those with eyes to see. Open to a fresh sheet. A page with eight names. One of these is a killer. But not yet. Uh, no one has died. Or have they? No, they haven't, actually. I'll let you know. Uh, you can relax and listen for clues. I just gave you one. <clears throat> Chapter two. A harried-looking woman in her mid-twenties bustles into the room. She stops and watches the door apprehensively for a moment before drifting, as if pulled by a magnet, towards the lectern. She looks over the eight names for the hundredth time. This is Molly Ralston, one of the proprietors of Monkswell Manor. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, Molly, my dear, there you are. Oh, I hope the guests arrive before that storm hits. Oh, looks like a bad one. Oh, Giles, oh, there you are. Oh, darling. Oh, were you looking for me? What's the matter? You seem upset. Uh, Penny Father has already taken the boat to pick up the first guest. They should be back any moment. Bonsoir! Oh. Quentin, what a sight for sore eyes. I've got to talk to you. Not now. Hey, Molly, my dear. Oh, you look as lovely as ever. And this must be... Uh, Quentin Fogg, this is my husband, Mr. Giles Ralston. Molly didn't tell me she had friends amongst our guests. Uh, I was a friend of Molly's father. Uh, my sincerest condolences. Such a tragic loss. Oh. I see. Uh, well then, uh, do sign the registry and we'll get you settled in your room, Mr. Fogg. Uh, Pennyfather, our caretaker, should... Yes, I believe I met him on the boat. He has gone to receive more guests, I believe. Very interesting character. Uh, 
Anyway, Pennyfather should have your name prepared here in the guest book. Uh, let's see. Ah, yes, here. If you wouldn't mind signing beside your name. Na -da -da. Hey. Mm. Uh, let's see now here. Uh, ah, perfect. What's perfect? Oh, uh, 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 come along, Quinton. Uh, I'll show you to your room. Uh, thank you, Molly. After all you. Uh, yes, come along. Suspicious? Quinton Fogg saw something in that book. We'll need to keep an eye on it. Hmm? Chapter 3 Canon Pennyfather is returning in the small boat with two more visitors who are sitting very close together. Oh, Alfred, this is absolutely enchanting. The isolated manor perched on a rocky outcrop. Oh, it's like one of Gertrude Crump's mystery novels. Gertrude Crump? Oh, yes, yes. I suppose it is, Celia, my lamb. Oh, Alfred, I've never been happier. Can't you row any faster? I have a feeling tomorrow will be the most exciting New Year's Eve ever. Exciting? <laughs> we came here for our honeymoon to get away from the turn-of-the-century madness in London. Oh, snuggle paws. Oh, snuggle Welcome to Monkswell Manor. <coughs> you must be Alfred Inglethorpe. That's Colonel Inglethorpe to you. Oh, uh. Only joking, old chap. Haven't fought since the Crimean. Aha. <coughs> uh -huh. And that would make you... Celia Ravenscroft. Uh, darling, you always seem to forget. You're an Inglethorpe now. My first wife refused to change her name, and I won't be embarrassed twice. Oh, of course. How could I have forgotten? I trust the boat ride was satisfactory. <laughs> Good. Uh, do sign the registry, and I'll show you to your room. Oh, yes, of course. Here we are. Alfred Englethorpe. There we go. Celia. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mary. <laughs> oh, Alfred. Oh. Oh, damn this old body of mine. <laughs> oh, Celia, are you sure you packed my medication? Certainly. I packed for both of us. Your medication is right over there in my luggage. Trust me, you don't have to worry about a thing, my little snuggle paws. Oh, yes, uh, right this way. Ready for more suspects? I mean, ghosts. <laughs> The next one is probably a murderer. Chapter 4 
The fog is somehow even thicker than before, but through it, three figures are again perceptible. Cannon, eyebrows, Pennyfather, is now joined by a pleasantly round governess, Midge Hardcastle, and the inconsequential shape of a young girl, little Mary Miller. Oh, Midge, it's so dreary and ghostly. I just love it. Yes, Mary, it certainly is spooky. It reminds me of Murder on the Moor. Murder on the Moor? What's that? It's a book about a murderer who gets away with it in the end. You see, the only way to get to the castle where it takes place is by boat, just like this place. But the murderer sinks the boat so that no one can escape their deadly clutches. Oh, it's one of my most favourite Gertrude Crump stories. Gertrude Crump? You never say that name again. You listen to me, Mary. I love you. I would do anything for you. But I convinced your parents to let me bring you here so we could get you away from all that trouble at home. I told you it was an accident. Besides, if I couldn't read Gertrude Crump... What did I just say? Her... Stories? Well, I just don't know what I'd do. I'd have to write my own. <gasps> I think I should like to be a writer, just like Gertrude Crump. Not as long as I'm your governess. <gasps> We're here! <laughs> that seems all right, doesn't it, Mary? Not bad. Hello, I am Molly Rawston. Welcome. Oh. Oh, we'll have your luggage taken up later, miss. What? Oh, Mary, get away from that luggage. It doesn't belong to us. Oh, you must be little Mary Miller. Uh-huh. This house is so creepy. I'll bet a hundred murders have happened here. What a thing to say. Oh, uh, that would make you her governess, Midge Hardcastle. Aye. If you don't mind, uh, please sign the guest book. Uh, then you can get the little one to bed. It's past your bedtime, I imagine. Not me. I'm an insomniac. Yeah, of course I'll sign. Uh, uh, I'll sign for you, Mary. Oh, no, you won't. I'm going to sign my full name. Mary Miller sounds so childish. <clears throat> I'm going to be a famous writer someday, just like Gertrude Crump. Oh, Mary. That's funny. What's funny? Uh, uh, you have someone staying here named Mary Westmacott. A precocious girl. How is that funny? Keep your nose out of other people's business. Uh -huh. um, follow me. Uh -huh. Come along. Right this way. Uh -huh. Did you get that? Chapter 5 Pennyfather is now accompanied by a single guest. His round face scans the ominous surroundings as if looking for danger. This is Lennox Boynton. Isolated, isn't it? You're sure there's no other way on or off the island, Mr. Pennyfather? 
Mm-hmm. How quaint. Twitch. Twitch. Ah, Mr. Boynton, I presume. Lennox Boynton. Uh, Giles Ralston, welcome to Monkswell Manor. Have the other guests arrived? Uh, almost all of them, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mr. Boynton, would you mind terribly signing the guest book and I'll show you to your room? Uh, there's supposed to be a bit of a storm tonight and I want to be certain that all our guests are accounted for. Certainly. Ah, good. Interesting. What's interesting? I see that the Inglethorpes are staying here. You know them? Um, not exactly. Twitch, twitch. Ah, right this way, Mr. Boynton. Oh. Oh, uh, let me get your luggage. Uh, oh, goodness, I can't... <laughs> Not to worry, I'll have the caretaker Pennyfather bring it up later. <sighs> well, let's see. I suppose we have all our suspects. There's Molly and Giles Ralston, the innkeepers. Oh, oh dear. dear, oh dear. Their man, Canon Pennyfather, the caretaker. <laughs> you remember the eyebrows? Quinton Fogg, the strange Frenchman. <laughs> Alfred Inglethorpe and his young wife, Celia Ravenscroft. <laughs> I mean, Inglethorpe. Oh, right. oh, there's little Mary Miller and her governess, Midge Hardcastle. Aye. Oh, there's Lennox Boynton, who just came in. Twitch, twitch. Ah, all we need now is a victim. Chapter 6 I say, good sir. Why are you looking at me like that? There is nowhere else to look, ma'am. Well, it's making me nervous. Apologies, ma'am. Do, do, do I know you? Something familiar? Those eyes? <laughs> No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Oh, oh. oh it couldn't be. No, 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 it couldn't be. Oh, oh, oh. Um. Ah, 
penny, father. You mm. fetched the Hello. last guest. Hello. Excellent. Hello. Uh, look, this luggage here belongs to Mr. Boynton. It was too heavy for either of us, so... Mm. <clears throat> oh, it looks like you've got it under control. <laughs> I must have been mistaken. Strange. Hello? Oh, at long last, the famous Gertrude Crump has arrived at Monkswell Manor. Uh, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. My name is Mary Westmacott. Oh, come now, Mrs. Crump. There's no more need for hiding. Well... Is this really Gertrude Oh, oh, it is an honour to meet you. I have been a fan since I was young. In fact, this is a little embarrassing, but I have a signed photo of you that my mother gave me. Since we moved in here, it's likely floating around here somewhere in the manor, but I should love to show it to you, if that interests you. You see, my mother died when I was young, and my adoptive parents, the Ralstons... Giles, you're ranting... Giles? Ralston? When the other guests find out that you're here for New Year's... I gave explicit instructions that no one was to be told. And no one was. You see, not even my husband knew you were coming. And no one else will arrive. You are the last guest. The others are all in their rooms and no one will emerge until the morning. We'll be perfectly secluded. The whole weekend. No, no Giles, I, I believe there is one more yet to arrive. Oh, they must have cancelled. See, look here, in the guest book. It's been erased. That can't be. Oh, very well. Yes, I am she, Gertrude Crump. Oh, ha <laughs> ha Giles. Uh, but I, I don't want any fuss made over me. I, I simply came here to get away from... It all. Oh. Ah, well then, uh, do sign the guest book. We'll frame it later. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, yes. Your luggage should already be in your... Huh. That was strange. Famous people are always a little odd. Oh, Molly, my dear... It will be all right, won't it? The house, the money. Don't fret, Giles, my dear. Everything will turn out all right. I just know it will. I have a feeling that Mrs. Crump will bring us a spot of good luck. I hope you're right, Molly, my dear. I hope you're right. Almost time for the murder. But first, one more clue. It would appear that something is happening in the cellar. Oh, I've got to hide. 
anyone here? Thought I heard something. about that time, isn't it? Time for a murder. <gasps> Chapter 7. The guests are all in their rooms. The moon is in the sky. And trouble is afoot. <sighs> Everything is going to be alright, Gertrude. Just settle down. No one knows you're here. It's just a coincidence. But still, there was something about those eyes. Is someone there? Thank you for listening to part one of Who Killed Gertrude Crump. This radio play adaptation was written and directed by Ryan Gladstone, performed, edited, and audio engineered by Tara Travis, with original score by Drew Jureka and Robbie Grunwald, and fully by Von Wagner. Don't forget to go to monstertheater.com for the next part of the mystery, where you'll hear Canon Pennyfather say, The boat has become dislodged in the storm. None of us can leave. <laughs>